the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. If you have your Bibles with you, Kettering, this morning, and you should, I want to invite your attention to Isaiah uh, chapter 43. And uh, we'll begin our reading at verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 43. We have been uh, walking through this journey, preaching through a series of messages this summer, walking through hell. And so we want to uh, come to Isaiah 43 today and bring this series of messages to a close here. At Isaiah chapter 43, beginning at verse 1, God's word reads as follows. But now, thus says the Lord God, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt and uh, for your ransom and Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored. And I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not. I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we honor you. We bless you for this privileged opportunity to open up your word. I'm praying, God, that the power of your Holy Spirit would manifest itself in such a way that if there's anybody, whether here in the sanctuary, listening via live stream, tuning in to the radio broadcast, anybody that doesn't know you, Lord, let this word move on the altar of their heart today that they might receive your eternal gift of grace eternal life today. Father, I'm praying that you would speak through these words today, that you would draw that one who's drifted in fellowship. Draw them back to you, God. Remind them that you are the only source of their life and that you are the means by which they stand and the means by which they're able to endure. Draw them back to you, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, for that 
one perhaps who's struggling this morning, dealing with all manner of challenges on every side. I'm praying that the word of God would be an encouragement to them as well. Encourage this your body, edify these your children, glorify yourself, and we'll give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Father, I need you as I stand to declare your word that my thoughts might be clear. My words and articulation of my tongue might be sharp and clear. Father, it's my will and my desire to make your name great in this place. So preach now through this vessel of clay and have your own way in all that is done and all that is said. We'll glorify you. In Jesus' name, I pray. People of God said together, amen and amen. Catherine, we have been on this journey uh, through this summer, and we started our journey in Joshua chapter 1, first part of the series, Walking Through Hell. We talked from the subject matter, Walking Through Hell with the Word. We moved there to Daniel chapter 3, second part of the series, Walking Through Hell with Good Company. And on part three, we were in Daniel chapter three, we dealt with the subject delayed response while walking through hell. That was Daniel chapter 10. In the fourth part of the series, we were in Ezekiel chapter 37, and we spoke from the subject matter hope while walking through the hell of dry bones. And on last Sunday, we were in 1 Kings chapter 19. And we spoke from the idea walking through a Jezebel hell. When we were in 1 Kings last Sunday, we said that as we walk through this Jezebel hell, which is a hell that is an illusion, that has no ability to do us harm because... There's no power in the Jezebel hell. So we said that we need to stop running, stop quitting, answer the question, and stop the pity party. The question that was asked there in 1 Kings chapter 19, God asked Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing here? And for us, we need to ask ourselves that question if we're going to escape our Jezebel hell, why are you here in the first place? When the God that you serve is more powerful than Jezebel, why are you here? And once you get the answer to that question, the real answer, you can stop having a pity party and stop asking why me and woe is me and thinking it's all about you because it ain't about you. It's about him. And so we want to move to this final stage, if you will, of this series and delve in to this particular passage and look in on this subject in perhaps somewhat a different way, because one of the things I realize as we walk through our variety of hell situations, the thing that probably does more damage to us is the fear that we have of the situation itself. Uh, 
I believe that sometimes it's not the hell that's in our life. It's the fear that we have of the situation. I'm trying to say this in a way that you can get it. In other words, um, I want you to see that the fear of the situation has great impact on you and me. It's the, because, see, what, what fear does is fear affects your faith. I'm, I'm trying to get you there. And it's your faith that allows you to make it through the mess you're going through. Help me here, Jesus. Fear not only affects your faith, but fear affects your fight. Oh, Lord. You see, the reason why the devil wants to present himself in such a scary way is because if he can scare you, you'll stop fighting the fight. I'm preaching way better than y'all saying amen. The reason why he shows up not as a smooth and suave character, but rather as a red demonic entity with horns on his head and a tail swinging on the back end and all kinds of mysterious looks and images that the world have presented him to be is because if I can scare you, I can take the wind out of your sail and you'll give up. See, the reason why a lot of us won't even go to scary movies is because we don't have, it'll take the fight out of you. You'll stop fighting. You, you're so scared. You won't even do nothing. You, you, you watch the movie, talking about if I was in that movie, I'd have ran. You wouldn't have done nothing because you'd been so scared, you'd have been paralyzed. Fear paralyzes us, and fear takes our fortitude. It takes our fight. It takes our faith. And so it is that fear that creates such a problem for many of us as we're walking through our hell situations. I want to talk to you today from the idea, face the fear of the flames, walking through hell. Face the fear of the flames, walking through hell. In this particular portion of Isaiah, God is using Isaiah to talk to Judah, to let Judah know, and Judah's in a period of captivity, in Babylonian captivity, and God is using Isaiah to say to them that the end of your journey is near. I'm about to raise up a leader who's going to release you from your captivity. As he addresses, Isaiah addresses Judah specifically, he uh, literally at the same time is addressing uh, Israel and the Gentile world to let them know that God, that listen, that, that the fear of the flames is almost over. Lord have mercy. And that I'm about to raise up a leader who's going to set you free from the fear of the flames. 
prophetically speaking, while God is using Isaiah to talk to Judah in Babylon, he's talking to you and me in 2019 to let you know I've raised up a leader. Lord have mercy. His name is Jesus. And he has taken the the power out of the flames. Lord help me here. At the same time, he's talking to those who will be in Jerusalem when they crucify him on the cross. He's letting them know that I'm going to raise up a leader, a Messiah, and the Messiah is going to come to take the fear out of the flames. He's speaking on multiple levels to let us know that we don't really have a reason to be afraid. And so we can face the fear of the flames and not be afraid because of what he is about to at this particular time do. And in our case, what he has already done. Are y'all still here with me? And so for in this text, he says, um, you can face the fear of the flames, first of all, because I created you. Y'all with me in the text? But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. Now, let me, let me see if I can dig into your mess for a moment. While you're struggling with the thing that you're struggling with, while stuff is breaking out on every side, while your friends have abandoned you and your, uh, your money is funny and your health is failing and people are dying in your family and you're dealing with the emotional struggles of everyday life while you're walking through whatever scenario of hell that you're walking through God says you can face the fear of whatever it is because I created you Lord help us here in other words if I can break this down what God wants us to know is that I would not have brought you into a scenario that I could not sustain you in based on the person I created and crafted you to be Lord help and so in other words the situation that you're in I didn't lead you into it that you would lose your mind because I made your mind. I didn't take you here to cause you to break down and to to be uh, completely destroyed because I made your body. I I know what you can endure. I created you. I I made your frame and I know what your frame is capable of enduring. And so I am the one, Lord help us here. I'm the one who created you. I made you. I fashioned you. I formed you, he says. I, I know your limitations. I know how much I can put on you. For an engineer, an engineer knows based on the material, uh, the composition of a material, how much weight the uh, base can hold based on how it has been created. It's based on its length and its thickness and its uh, depth into a solid foundation. He Uh, The engineer knows that based on the length of this piece of metal or piece of steel and the thickness of this piece of steel and the, the way in which it was tempered, if we put it in this particular, uh, 
composition and then put it together in this particular structure and we use this kind of foundation, the architect and the engineer knows how much weight he can put on this steel before the steel bends. Lord, help us here. And so God is saying, I'm like the architect of your flesh. Ah, Lord, help me here. I structured you and I made you and I composed you and I know how thick you are and I know how, how much weight can be placed on your frame before your frame begins to bend and I'm not going to put more on your frame that's going to bend you. Yeah, out of shape and I'm not going to put more on you than you can handle and the reality is up underneath you I'm standing there holding you up girding you up and so therefore I need you to know I'm the one that made you you, you don't need to be afraid you don't need to be afraid of the flames the flames I got that under control because I made you I, I know how fire retardant you are Lord, have mercy. I, I made you. I formed you, he says, Jacob and Israel. I'm the one who, who formed and shaped you into the shape that you have. And so, therefore, I know you, and you have no reason to fear the flames. You can face the flames because I made you. And then he comes back and says something even more profound. The second part of verse B, he says, I fear not, for I have redeemed you um not only have i created you and 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 so you don't have to fear the flames because i created you but i've redeemed you this word redeem means to purchase and in the context of uh the old testament uh hebraic writing it would be to rescue someone or something from a difficult position by acquiring it through monetary means of the subject uh, opposition. Can I explain that a different way? Uh, so in other words, if you're in debt and your debt is uh, to the devil and the devil says the price Lord, help me here, of purchasing her or him is blood, but I just don't want any kind of blood. I need blood of the Messiah. I need the blood of God. And so the purchase price, God says, I've paid it for you. And so, Lord, help me. You don't have to be afraid of the flames because the flames are for those who have not been redeemed. But I have paid the purchase price for you. I paid the price with my own blood. I went to Calvary and I offered on Calvary's cross the price 
to buy you back from the slave market of sin. I paid the price so that Satan would no longer have control over you. The price that he put on your head was my life and I gave my life for you and so therefore I redeemed you. I've paid for you. Can I help y'all here? God says I own you because I paid for you but I didn't pay for you with silver and gold. Lord have mercy. It wasn't on the commodities market when I paid for you. No, I paid for you with the most precious gift that anybody could have paid. I paid the price for you that no one else was willing to pay for you and no one else could pay for you. I paid the price for you and I redeemed you with my own precious blood. And so therefore, I, my redemption of you makes it possible for you not to be afraid of the flames. Lord, have mercy. No need to be worried about the troubles that you're going through because you've been redeemed. Can I talk to somebody here? Because I know you don't see the connection. The connection is this. Whatever you're going through in this life, don't worry about it because I've redeemed you, which guarantees you another life. Lord, help me here. And so whatever you're dealing with in this life, your redemption says this thing is temporary. Help me, Lord Jesus. But if I don't get redeemed, my problems in this life are only going to continue as I keep going. But because I've got hope in him and he's bought me and paid for me and promise me eternal life in glory I can move on from whatever's going on here I don't have to worry about it because whatever I'm dealing with here is temporary somebody need to say that with me this is temporary this health problem is temporary. This, 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 this money problem is temporary. This, 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 this psychological thing I'm going through is temporary. This pain I'm going through is temporary. Whatever it is you're going through, this, this thing is temporary because he redeemed me. You need to preach to yourself sometimes. See, see, the enemy has it such that he calls you to be, I ain't never going to get out of this. Yes, you are. Can I talk to you this morning? Stop believing the lie of the devil. The devil say, oh, you, you, you everybody, oh, and you crying and moaning and, and stuff, and you believe in the lie of the devil. That's a lie. You are going to come out of this because he redeemed you. He bought you out of this. He bought you out of trouble. He bought you out of hell. He paid the price so you didn't have to be burned up in the fire. And so he can say to you, face the flames. Because, because I redeemed you and watch this he says i love the way he says this in the text he says i he calls you he knows your name he, he knows your name he says you you you're, you're mine and and here's what i if, if you buy something or somebody in this case he says i've called you by your name you are mine um when god redeemed us watch this it, it was not a bulk price redemption. Lord, help me here. Y'all know how y'all go to Costco and Sam Club and you buy stuff in bulk and, and you don't really, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to deal with the individual boxes until later, but you buy it in bulk and you just pay one price for the bulk. 
and watch this and the bulk you get a bulk price and and because there's a bulk price you don't have to even know the individual codes or expiration dates on the boxes because you got multiple boxes wrapped up together because you bought what you bought in bulk y'all still here with me well when he redeems you he didn't redeem you in bulk he redeems you individually he redeems you such that he knows your name now lord help mercy and what i love about god is he not only knows the name that your mama gave you he knows your nickname lord have mercy he knows your street name lord have mercy he knows your secret name he knows you by name and he says you are mine you belong to me because i bought you personally that we might have a personal and intimate relationship you not just part of a bulk purchase no he bought and paid for you individually if i can say it this way if there was nobody else on the shelf he would have still died just for you because you mean that much to him Oh, Lord, have mercy. And if he loves you like that, and he redeems you like that, you have no need to worry about the stuff of that you're walking through, the hell that you're going through. This is just temporary. I'm coming out of this. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in Kingdom Building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.